Hi, James here. Welcome to the James Cast. And you know what time it is? DIY time with Colin Thomas from Essential Maintenance and We Will Fix It Dubai. So if there's somebody who can walk you through some of the challenges you're facing, well, challenges I'm facing with doors, with hinges, with countertops, with the garden, it's garden time. Yeah, it's Colin. This is our podcast. We kick into it, by the way, just with a little bit of banter. And then we dive right in head first into all things that matter. You're going to love it. It's DIY time with Colin Thomas, also known as the We Will Fix It podcast on Potaholics with a little bit of salt and pepper right here on the James Cast. It's nice when you finally get the right people and, yeah, is, and people it? that care. Yes. They're looking at it and they're yeah, saying, you know exactly. what? Okay, you're going to be a great tenant. Yep. Go ahead and do it. And we love it. Yeah, we should talk about that in in um, in the session. Okay. Why not? It'd be an interesting one to throw in. Okay. And actually, you know what? We can do that after the 10 minutes of color. Why don't we throw that in before we start talking about these two? Because it almost flows on quite nicely. All right. Do you want to do, you wanna do our... Uh, well, we'll do a, we'll do a quick intro, and, yeah, intro, and then it. we'll fire into 10 minutes, yeah, and cool. then we'll we'll go as we go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, did you, get your, did you get your second COVID shot? Yes. Done all Wonderful. that. Thank Wonderful. God. Mind you, I didn't get... Everybody else got this card thing or a text message. I didn't get either. It's a bit freaky, isn't it? You need the card. I never got the card. No, I had the pack yeah. that they yeah. gave me, but on for my first jab, I never got given the card. I no, mean, I'm no, you, didn't you get it at your second uh, jab? Didn't they fill no. in the card? Oh. They said, they asked me on the first time round, do you have a card? I'm like, no, this is the pack that I received. There yeah. was no card in it, yeah. but I got the pack with the, um, um, but there was no card. And then the second time round, I said, oh, that's no big deal. Okay. Did but then okay. I heard that Dan uh, uh. got an email, uh, sorry, no, a text message with a link to his certificate. Oh. I haven't got that either. Oh. But then if you think about it, let's imagine they just don't know I exist, right? Because the Emirates, yeah. I, Emirates ID went in the okay, machine. Okay, so I went in there, right? so yeah. But if they don't know that I exist, <laughs> I know the UAE way of doing things. The only way of doing it is going to be to have another jab. Well, if I have another jab, I'm going to be speaking <laughs> fluent Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the issue. I think it's interesting. The different vaccination centers seem to have slightly different they do. flow. Because I, I used Etihad. Yeah. And geez, you know, they're now out of first jab. Really? Yeah. They've got none left. Zero. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I, I got my second as well. Excellent. And when I was there, they gave me a card. Then I had to go to another table where they stamped it on my way out. I would like to stamp card, I've got to say. <laughs> so so I, I walked out with a stamped card, and then I, I did get a text that said, you know, oh shot, but it didn't send me to get an online thing, so I don't know what, we'll see. Oh, no. But it's it, it makes you kind of feel good that at least you know at this point, hopefully, if you do get COVID, you're not going to get, you know, severe. Oh, well, and, I, one, yeah. and I noticed they've changed the advertising to reflect that. Yeah. So I thought that's kind of cool. Interesting. I still think we need a booster. I do too. I do too. How long do you think? Six months? Uh, I, you know, conservatively, I think six months probably. And I think six months because of variants and stuff. Exactly. Because they've got to include yeah. those variants in whatever booster we get. Yeah. So. And, and I hope that by the time we get to that, they, they just start doing it at your doctor's office and just make an appointment and go in and booster time. Here we go. Because that's where you get your flu shots. Yeah, but they're not, they're not going to do it like that. No. Because of the quantities <laughs> that are involved. It yeah. would make sense that what they do is in the background, Cinefarm are busy developing now for the yeah. South Africa and oh, the UK. you got to think they are. Yeah, you must be. And then they'll have, keep the facility they'll get through all the people yeah. that are available to and then go right then people <laughs> boosters we'll keep these people in the job yeah and off we go i feel sorry for the people doing those shots it's just like one after another I know, but they were brilliant with me yeah. both like really fresh not yeah, yeah. not tired 
uh, in terms of mentally. You know, when you sometimes yeah, get yeah. somebody who's just going through the motions. Yeah. Definitely not. Treat us like individuals, lovely people, and competent as oh, well. My, my wife, great. my wife went in for hers, and so we were just in different parts of the line because yeah. some guy said, "Hey, there's it, you know, it's really vacant over on number three. Why don't you head over there?" Mm-hmm. And she said the lady in front of her got got you know sat over on the side because her blood pressure was too high. Right. And they did it three times, and the blood pressure came back too high, and she's gone. I don't even know I had blood pressure issue. Right. So, yeah. so I I don't think she got her second shot. So yes, they're very competent, and in the process, they're finding stuff. So yeah. I thought, okay, Useful. this is good. Yeah, agree. Yeah, that's very good. Let's start. Let's get going. Here we go. Potholics time. Colin Thomas from Essential Maintenance, and we will fix it. Dubai, the UFC DIY guy in the house which means nothing is too tough for Colin. <laughs> hey, I like that. That makes me sound like a ninja. Yeah, <laughs> a ninja. Oh, there you go. If, <laughs> if anything could be less than the truth. <laughs> Coming to you from the Road ho- Road Rove. Rove. We're using Road mics, but it's the Rove Hotel Downtown Dubai's podcast studio. And actually, the guys already walked by and gave a wave today. So I was, uh, always love that. They yeah, yeah. So they're great here, aren't they? They are. What a place. And and we get to do the podcast, so, yeah. <laughs> it's an absolute win, without a doubt. Those of you considering on who to go to, we don't have to give them a shout-out, to be fair, do we? No. It's not contractual obligation, but this place is just rocks. It's such a great business hotel. And I get here early, and I actually end up calling the guys saying, oh, can you come by and open the door? And the guy who opens the door today is not at the hotel. He's at. He got moved to another hotel for the day. And he then calls another guy who rocks up and, and opened it up for me. And, and, you know, and he's coming up. He said, you need some coffee? You need some tea? You need uh, anything? And it's like, uh, no, but thanks. Crikey. Yeah, you got to love these guys. Yeah, they are. They're awesome, aren't they? Uh, this morning, before we get started, we're gonna, we got a great uh, 10 minutes with Colin. We're going to talk about some other cool stuff. We got a nice list going and more. Shed as well, hopefully. Uh, I've got news. On, I have okay. news. That's on my list as well. And I sent you the photo, finally of the hinges on this house that I was talking about. Because I'm, I'm sure when we were talking about it, you were going, yeah, yeah, yeah. How bad could it be? So today I actually had to take two photos and I'm sitting out front as people are walking by. I'm hoping the owner doesn't come out because I even enlarged it a little bit. It's uh, pretty epic, isn't it? <laughs> That's the exterior just, door. I just <laughs> can't believe it, to be brutally honest. So this is I mean, the exterior door of a house. Think of it as the gate. And because here in Dubai, we, we tend to have gates around our, our, yes. our houses. So this is a gate door. And, you know, the, the outs- exterior of where you're staying really does reflect on the place. And we were talking weeks ago about hinges. And I mentioned that there's a place close to me, which also, by the way, is 200 meters from the chippy in Murdoff. Okay. So this is this not is good for be... murder because now I'm, I'm giving a location, geolocation. I might well actually have to do both <laughs> in one because I'm not sure this picture just gives it quite the level of justice that's required. So to give you all a, a bit of a feeling at home, first of all, so uh, as, um, as James just mentioned, so we have um, lots of doors here that where you, you have walled-in properties, don't yeah. you? So therefore, there is kind of your big main entrance, which is the one that everybody's supposed to walk through when yeah. you've got guests or whatever. Yeah. So generally speaking, actually, they're quite, they're quite lovely doors yeah, on the whole. Yeah. Okay, this one. And this one could be, this one could be lovely, and it, it match. I should take a picture of the entire place because it is very eclectic. It's, it's a very eclectic-looking building. 
I love that word eclectic. <laughs> it, it literally it masks a whole world of sin, doesn't it? Oh yeah. You know what? Your children are very eclectic. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. We're hoping they're going to come out of their eclectic phase at some point. Yes, James. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. very eclectic. eclectic. <laughs> okay. I would like to use another word. Rubbish. Is it, I mean, I isn't mean, that crazy? And do you see the, the door closer thing on the top? Oh, oh, I've got all of it. So I was just kind of middle of explaining. So the first thing that you notice is the fact that the door doesn't fit the hole that's there. There is probably about like a, what? It looks like a, about a four inch gap at the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. But obviously in that situation, you would assume that the gap was between the door and the frame. Nope. No, the frame, the frame is at the top of the door, and then there's a gap above that, which actually takes some doing. I don't know. But you know this. what's fascinating? The, the thing that really got me was not only is the door frame like um, halfway down the door, but on top of that, it must be structural because they've, they've got a door closure attached to that. Yeah. So it's not. I, I'm. I mean, and then I mean, the bodge job that they've done with four hinges but these hinges are a bright gold as you did mention previously and also they've mounted them flat rather than as it should be which is on the um the the door itself on the uh, the kind of end plate of the door so and they've also just to finish it off they've put just a few pieces of wood now just basic wood to attach the hinges to but the hinges are supposed to be joined to the kind of the most solid part of the door so it doesn't go anywhere and quite clearly, this is not the first time that they've attempted no, it due to the, <laughs> the other random bits of wood that are on this door. And, and the door is dark brown. And well, every- no, it, it was. It was. But also, it's got everything from paint drips to sun damage to... Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, but of course, it does have the... Um, it's Mikani, isn't it? The yeah. number next to it. So yeah. it is an official door. Because <laughs> it has the Divine yeah, Municipality yeah. Mikani, or whatever it's called, next to it. That is that is quite something. It's, you know, and, and to think that, as you said, you know, you drive by and it catches my attention every time I drive by because I'm just going, really? Oh, I've just spotted something else. Oh, oh. The door handle, so the main door handle for this is actually designed for an aluminium door. And it's tiny. Right. The actual handle itself. So, therefore, it doesn't even... That won't even work effectively because you need much deeper yeah. um, plate. <laughs> I, wondered if, I wondered if to compensate for that, that's why they have that, that arm that, that slams it shut when it opens up. Oh, that's definitely possible. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that could be the case. <laughs> I also had the feeling that these might be the type of people that instead either leave the garage door open... Or alternatively, <laughs> their entrance and exit is always through the garage. I have. You just I, won't be able to use this door on a regular basis. I have seen someone come in and out of that door, but there is the garage door open. So, just a thought: Did it scrape really badly? Because these hinges, there's no way that can lift a door of this size. Because the hinges are all those are designed for like a a standard internal, very lightweight yes. door. And even though there's four of them, they are so poorly attached. That I can't imagine that door is lifted. I, I'll have to stalk it a little bit and just kind of try and uh, arrange my being around that area when people would be leaving for work. Right, no, I've worked this out because... Ah, there we go. Oh, here's a classic. <laughs> right. So basically, the door is also not square oh. in the frame, but the frame is also not square in the hole, in a whole different dimension. Yeah. So I am very confident this door drags 
But I'm also very confident that even were you to open it, it's going to open at one heck of an angle. Yeah, so, yeah. So that is, that's quite genius, James. And I'm very glad you sent me that picture. <laughs> I haven't seen one like that in a while. See, that's a teaching lesson for the boys. They say, okay, how would we fix this door? Yes, yes. No, that would be the final question in the advanced diploma on woodwork care. Oh, man. What would you do with this door? Now, the correct answer, which would get them the pass, is burn it and start again, along with the rest of the eclectic house from the sounds of it. But I'm not sure we'd be allowed to do that. Oh, well, these things happen. They do. They do, which which is a nice lead into the start of the show and what everyone waits for. This is ten minutes with Colin. Yeah, that sounds like there's a bit of drone in it that I heard this week. <laughs> that's a, that's Did you hear the drone yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right at the end, there, I never yeah. noticed that before. Yeah. Have you added it in? Or no, you, no, it's the that's same, always been there. Yeah. My goodness, maybe I've just got my ears cleaned out. <laughs> That's done it. Anyway, James, moving on to the main event. Um, what I'm going to talk about today is electrical safety. And the reason that I want to do that is because um, we're at that time of year where there's a combination of electrical factors that are going on. So For, are, we, are we talking inside or outside? Both. Okay. That's the reason. Okay, right. so outside... We're really at that stage where lots of people have been in their gardens and in their gardens nighttime. And whilst we're not actually able to dine together outdoors at the moment because of uh, the whole COVID situation, it tends to be the time of year where people make use of their gardens. Mm. Uh, and they are doing, because when I walk Rolo every evening, I walk kind of in between the parkways which go behind the houses. And it's a hive of activity, to say the least. Quite often, unfortunately, with uh, more than the permitted number of people. But, you know, that's a whole different story. But it, universally, they have lit-up gardens. That's okay. the standard. So to have a lit-up garden, unless you're prepared to go with a heck of a lot of flames, um, you need electric <laughs> yeah. as the start point. Now, I Just know- run the extension cords. Multiples. <laughs> <laughs> yes, James. <laughs> no, James. Let's not do that. And we'll explain kind of quite a lot of that about load and all this kind of thing um, further on. Interestingly enough, uh, electrical safety outdoors has, has kind of automatically improved um, by the simple fact of light technology moving on. Mm. LED lights use huge amounts less power than uh, traditional incandescent bulbs. And as a result, the requirements, the amount of power that's being used by the cabling has come down dramatically, which is wonderful. To give you a rough outline, it's almost like a 10 to 1 ratio between an LED bulb using one-tenth of the power of a traditional incandescent. So whereas the original um, garden may well have previously been using 700 watts it may well now only be using uh, 70 which is is exactly what you're looking for however the main issue with electrical safety outdoors comes from cabling and cabling issues basically if you have anything other than black cable in your garden you know that you have a problem which is quite a classic and the reason is simple which is exterior cable only comes in black which is really really bizarre yeah, it's bizarre yeah now, well, maybe uh, that's maybe it's designed like that so you know that it's for exterior and not to confuse well, it. It's actually a different material. So ah, um, okay. the interior is normally covered with PVC and it's double insulated PVC. However, exterior is a rubberized uh, material and with it being rubber, it's black. Uh, and that's the main reason for it. So that's the first thing, which is make sure that you have only black that's there. 
Now, there is the issue which I have with um, with the wonderful Natalie, which is um, the colour is pretty ugly, which is a bit of a pain in the neck. But you know what? You have to live with it because at the end of the day, you do not want to have issues. So what issues would those be? Well, over time, if you have white cable, you'll see that it turns to yellow. When it turns to yellow, just like anything that's plastic that you leave outside, it'll start to crack and it'll mm. start to break down. When it starts to break down, water will get in. As it breaks down further, it will go to the cabling inside, which also has the plastic, and it will ah. get through. And then when we get the call, it's, oh, all of my garden lights have shorted out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's only down to one of two things. It's either that, the physical cable itself is just brittle and dead, and it wasn't designed for what it was supposed to do. Or alternatively, the connection points have been done by an absolute idiot. Now, electrical connections, there is only one way... <laughs> safely excuse me what's falling around here that was that was the oh Oh. dear that's the official equipment okay okay, no that didn't happen we haven't just uh, lost one of the road um uh, speakers we'll be fine it'll be fine probably right carrying on so um the the possibilities are either the cabling or alternatively one of the junction boxes now the only way to do a junction box safely outside is by using um an uh, and we call it an IP box. And all that really is is a junction box that is waterproof to a certain level. Ah. Now, if you imagine that, you've got to get cables in and out of that junction box. And if that's the case, most people will just drill a hole through the side of the box and they'll use the little um, rubber grommet that is provided with it and uh, cut off to the supposed right size and they will use that and call that waterproof. Well, okay. it absolutely isn't. It doesn't work. And we find quite frequently that when we go there, when people have got irrigation in their garden, anywhere near one of those junction boxes, if you get six months, you've been very, very lucky before that will be flooded and the whole thing will be shorted out. Okay. Okay. So actually, you need to use something called a gland. A gland? A gland, believe it or not. And all that is is a special electrical uh, device, normally made out of nylon, where you basically put the cable in and you twist the top, which then seals it with rubber, and it keeps it um, from from being able to uh, let water in. To give you an idea, our boys, if if they have um, done an electrical connection, they need to be happy to hit it with a a power washer that they themselves are holding, which is doing 100... Um, 100 PSI, 120 PSI, and have no worries whatsoever about having that live cable that's there. That's the level that we expect our boys to work to. Wow. Okay. Okay. Interestingly enough, before us on a domestic scene, nobody was using glands. They were available, but nobody was using them. Okay. Now, the worst case scenario, which you get a huge amount here, is so many people allow their gardener to do their garden electrics. Yeah. Right. What happens there is they don't bother with any of this because it's cost, and it's cost that people don't understand. Mm. Most people don't know what a gland is. A lot of people, if you tell them what a junction box was, they go, what, I need a box? What for? So what the gardener will do instead is he'll use tape. All that he will do is take off all of the insulation, wrap the, uh, the copper wires together of the two wires, and then put some black electrical tape over it. Okay? Now imagine yeah. you've got kids or you've got a dog, and that dog and especially Rolo, would want to rip that off because it looks like it's fun. Well, as soon as he rips that off, you've got a left exposed 240-volt cable. Okay? Yeah. Now, over time, as we know, you stick cable um, cable outside, and sorry, you stick, uh, stick electrical tape outside, and um, inside a very short period with a, uh, a little bit of water and a little bit of uh, sand, that's no longer sticky, so it's going to fall off. Mm. When you do that exposed connection, and, um, you know, people die from this on a frequent basis. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, we've all heard the stories in Dubai. Um, and, uh, you know, some that have been um, people that we knew yeah. um, that have been, uh, not employees, thank goodness, but um, that's the reason why actually every single operational employee at We Will Fix It, whether they are an electrician, a DIY guy, or any of the other skills that we have, everybody has to do a basic electrical safety course out of the UK. So that way we know that they are there to spot. If they see something that's dangerous, that has to be written down. It has to be put as a follow-up. A customer then has a choice to make themselves. We will try and explain why they have this danger in their garden. We'll have pictures of it as well, and they have a decision to make whether or not they want to get that rectified or not. And this is a global thing, actually, isn't it, where people just take these shortcuts? It is, but then, interestingly enough, in the UK, I don't know how it is now um, in Northern America, but in the UK, you now have to take a course to be allowed to work on any of your own electrics. I have never so heard of that up to code. Yeah, my dad had to do it, which wow. was classic. And, I mean, he found it utterly hilarious because he could do it with his eyes closed and yeah. behind his back without any problem. But what it basically meant was, he's like, I got a certificate for my electrical abilities. I'm like, well, no, no surprise. He'd rewired three properties before he'd done that, when it, before it came a requirement. So you kind of hope he kind I knew oh, what he was doing. I have to check that out. Maybe if you're doing some basic DIY, you need to have a you know, a, a, a certificate of competency. I think it's only if you're doing the dangerous stuff. You know, okay. if you if you end up doing um, doing stuff that is um, just irritating, if you get wrong, then so be it. Yeah. If you're doing stuff that actually could kill you. And at that point, there needs to be a kind of a safety, um, more safety perspective right. on it. So you've got that outsourced. So that's outdoors. Now, indoors, the classic one that we keep getting asked for time and time again is, I've got one socket, I've got a dishwasher and a washing machine. I'd like you to make it happen. <sighs> yeah. No. Okay. But well, why, but, James? <laughs> why, why, why would we be saying no to people in that load, situation? The load, Exactly. Right. So then th- what they come back to us is, no, um, we will then go to them to say, look, I've got two options for you. We can currently, and it is a default in Dubai, very few properties have more than 2.5 millimeter cable, mm. okay, in Dubai. Now, in that situation, you've got a socket that can take 13 amps maximum, a 2.5 mil um, supply, you wouldn't want to do more than a 20 amp ring main, which is what they have. You've got a little bit of leeway on that, but not much more. I would not go to 26 amps, which is two lots of 13 anyway, um, with two and a half mil cable, okay? Now, if we are to do the bodge, now the bodge that they will do on their own (laughs) without uh, telling us, and our approval is they will use a standard um, uh, extended cable of whatever, whether it is an extension cable or one of the block um, yeah. the block splitters. They will then put both into the um, into that. Then they will say to us, "Oh well, it's okay. I'm only going to use one at a time." And you know what? For the first week, they will, and then the husband will come along because the wife said, "You know, can you do get this done for me?" And he'll be like, "Right." So she's giving me the dishwasher and also some washing to do. He will forget, and he'll put them on. And next thing he knows, if he's lucky, then he won't be able to pull the sockets out of that um, uh, out of that connector anymore. If he's unlucky, he's just burnt the house down, and with wow. all of them in it. And that's how dangerous it is. And we see this frequently. We see the burns frequently. Wow. Because people only call us in once the proverbial has hit the fan, once yeah. there is a big problem for people to solve. Okay, There is not a safe solution to that scenario apart from upgrading the cable getting the correct sockets in place and making sure that you do things safely 
Okay, we uh, have a requirement as part of our uh, agreement with our insurance company, which is we will never leave a situation with a customer whereby, because of the work that we've done, they have the ability to damage the property or themselves. So we cannot, under the terms of our agreement with our insurance company, set up a dishwasher and a washing machine off one socket in that way. Okay. Now, there are some locations, and they're very, very few and far between, whereby they do give you a four-inch, um, oh, a four-inch, four-mil cable, get a grip. So there, are these newer properties where they're thinking about this? No, older oh, properties. Oh, older properties, properties that spec it correctly. Okay, ah. And it needs to be dedicated as well. So right. if you've got lots of other things on there, it's additional load in that same way. Now, in that situation, we can convert a single socket to a double, uh, a double socket in that situation, or more likely, we're going to do two direct connections to minimize the... Uh, the amount of resistance that's in that uh, in that connection, and away we go. I've just thought of something I should have okay. said at the start yeah, yeah, of this, yeah. which is I am not a qualified electrician. Yeah. I am Joe Public, who's had 13 years of experience through right. work of doing it. So um, it is important, actually, for me to state that. Um, yeah, I so, think that's really important. Right yeah, it is a Joe Public one. So do I work on electrics? No, I don't. I get my qualified boys to do electrics for me. Do I understand the process of doing it? Yes, I do. Um, so, you know, I, I must put that caveat in first. So, therefore, those two separate direct connections are the best way of doing that scenario, and we have done that on uh, more mm. than one occasion. So, um, you've got that, which is basically the, 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 the main start point. Now, other types of electrical safety, which, uh, which come up time and time again, are um, ACs, please. Um, People who yeah. want to clean their own ACs. Uh. And then, you know what? If you, if you are very competent in what you're doing, then it is possible to do an AC service yourself. However, you're working with three-phase, 415 volts of power, and that will kill you if you get one step wrong. That is the reason why you go to the professionals. You're very competent yourself. Fine, if you want to um, clean a filter, then you know, fill your boots. That is not an AC service by any shape or form, but you know what? If needs must, you could do that if you're prepared to isolate the units properly and you've mm. got some understanding of electrical safety. However, there's a reason why there are so many AC companies here, and it's because, really, it is a very difficult thing to do safely and effectively. Here we go. This is 10 Minutes with Colin. That was awesome. Well, you know, it's one of those I get quite passionate about. Uh, yeah, because, um, when I um, When I first met um, Natalie, actually, it was the first weekend that I was round at their uh, parents' place at the time in uh, Murano La Collection. And um, father-in-law, bless him, is, is known on the odd occasion to take the odd shortcut. Right. Uh, he's staying with us at the moment. We'll get onto that <laughs> later on still. It's still with it's you. Still, oh, he's going to be with us for quite a while. Look, I was listening to, I was I was putting up one of our podcasts from a few weeks ago where, yeah. where, where he featured prominently in that. And I went, wow, I guess. Okay. In fact, that's the one that is is stream. You know, you go back and streaming in that. Uh, that, that is that is alive and well at this point. So you can Good. follow really, the saga. I'm genuinely enjoying having him around. Um, <laughs> okay. But he is a handful, bless him. He's, uh -huh. he, he's quite good. And this, he's the engineer. He's he is the engineer. Yeah. Not an electrical engineer. Okay. He's a civil engineer. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it shows. But the first time <laughs> I went shows. to the first time that I went to their place with Bailey, you know, yeah, our dog. Yeah. And you know, we, Natalie and I've been together for what, three weeks at this point, and we already got the, the dog with us going to the parents' place the first time. <laughs> you guys are movers. We did actually, we went really quick. And um so I've literally gone around there for a barbecue. And I can't help myself. I'm literally, I'm looking down, I can see the tape connections. And Bailey is nestling around, nobody really giving her yeah, yeah. too much of a monkey's about what he's up to. And I'm like, we're about to electrocute the dog here. <laughs> we're about to electrocute the dog. 
Anyway, so I thought the best thing to do would be just to grab Natalie and quickly explain it and ask her how she thinks that we should deal with it. So I grab Natalie and I'm like, come and look at this. Anyway, and there's this, this exposed connection there. <laughs> anyway, she absolutely hits the roof. Yeah. Dad, you absolute <laughs> beep! <laughs> Have you seen this electrical connection? You're going to kill my dog, how could you? Anyway, it all kicks off like you wouldn't believe. And this was the first time I'm meeting my future father-in-law, okay? Can you imagine how that went? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm trying to imagine how it went. I've never met your, your wife or your father-in-law at this point, but I have visions. It was, it was not good. Let's put it that way. So, um, yeah, it, as it was, one of the earliest jobs for uh, We Will Fix It was to uh, fix that garden so we could take our dog around there, which we did, and it was a big old job, <laughs> but we got there. And no, I didn't charge him. Should have done. Anyway. <laughs> and so how is it having father-in-law around? Is, now, is he staying with you? Or is he yes. still in? Is, oh, he's no, moved in. No, he's, he's moved in. The, okay. the time came to an end in the hotel, and we were the cheapest option. <laughs> um, so we're like, okay, we're going to make use of this. So he is currently putting, do you remember I told you about the spring, um, the springs for the doors? Yes. The new, uh, the new garden doors. So He's yes. currently doing that. Um, and, you know, I still haven't worked out how to pretension, though, so that's going to be quite an interesting one. He reckons he's watched a YouTube and knows what he's doing today. But I'll find out when I get home. You know, I've got these visions, because I've got two 10-inch springs there, because it's quite a heavy, solid, mighty yeah. door. Yeah. And I've got these visions of him going, well, you know what? One wasn't bad, so I thought two must be better. And then he went to the opening door, lets him go, and he's going, wallop! <laughs> <laughs> he's lying yeah. there it's the front half of Rolo is in the front garden the back half is in the, is in the back oh, garden man. so we'll see how that goes but um, but most importantly, it's been the shed that we've been doing together. Okay, but so because I, I that's actually on the list of of updating on the shed yes. and where it's going. So I mean, the last time we spoke about it, you, you you were thinking about the wood, you were thinking about the plywood, you you had it framed, but you hadn't really made any movement from there. No, I kind of had the feeling it was coming back. So I thought, okay. uh, although I was busy with cars and loads of other bits and bobs that I was loving, I thought I've got to get back on this. So what I did was I did loads of research on it in the end and mm. I thought about lots of different scenarios of how to do it. Because originally I wanted to tongue groove it like yeah, we yeah, do yeah. in the UK. That's a standard technique. Which is a beautiful on. looking. Yeah, it is. It's great. It doesn't exist here though. No, of course not. No, way too obvious. So then I looked at overlap. Let's Which is kind of weird actually given the number of folks from the UK here. Yeah. You would think that's... But it's Northern America as well. You guys yeah, do, yeah. do tongue and groove. Yeah, tons of that. Yeah. So then I thought, well, okay, let's look at just straight overlap. Yeah. And then I kind of looked at overlap and I thought, oh, you know what? There's lots of different ways I could do this. I'd really want to do it in cedar. So I spoke to my little man about the cedar. I think right. I mentioned this last yeah, time. Yeah, when yeah. I, was, I was like at the early stages last week of yeah. working out what I was going to do. And uh, he's like, you know, that's more expensive than the hardwood Moranti you're already using. <laughs> cedar, you're having a laugh. That was my trade down. Well, it turns out that the cedar has to come from quite a long way away. So hence it, it, it ends up very expensive. So that wasn't going to work either. So then I found out as about this um, this awesome marine ply, right. um, which is both boil proof. I think I mentioned last yeah, week as yeah, well, boil yeah. proof, and um, and uh, you can submerse it in water. Yeah. So it works so you actually better. went for it. I did go for it, but I went for it in a very big way with oh. thirteen sheets. <laughs> okay, she, how, as I remember, the measurement of the shed was not thirteen sheets are needed. Ah, well, you know. <laughs> Well, we needed shelves and various ah, other bits, okay, and we've got okay. to cut them down. So that's right, not, okay. it's not, not all custom made anyway. You got table saw? So, you cutting this yourself in the garage? No, we literally, we're going, we're going at it with just a, um, a 
you know, a straight normal normal edge jigsaw. So jigsaw. Some, well, I've got a kind of combination. We've got, we've got we've got various bits and bobs. Is that so. a circular saw? With I mean, a jigsaw sounds right. a little. It, it's interesting this because yes, we've got the circular saw, but it's so aggressive. Oh. It's either it's aggressive so it's or the father-in-law's aggressive, so it's tearing. <laughs> yeah. It's actually not a problem because we've got an overlap as it sits. Yeah. But I, um, then I was like, okay, well, let's try the jigsaw as it goes. Did the jigsaw. Turns out the father-in-law's got the steadiest hand I've ever seen in my life. He can hit yeah. the line like you wouldn't believe, wow. and it's totally straight. So I was kind of oh, like, no, you know what? I know we're not supposed to, but we'll carry on with the jigsaw. Okay. So in the end, we jigsawed it. I wasn't going to bring that up because I know that's not the way I'm supposed to do it. It just works <laughs> it's, better. Hey, you know what? So, if it works, it works. Yes. And that's the land of the DIY. Yeah. So um, where was I? Oh, but the real the real key, which was a, an absolute winner, was... Um, we, I managed to get my guy from Timberland every 15 centi to give me oh, like a, right, a, a, a little three mil indentation down. Yeah. Oh, when you put that up, it looks brilliant. Oh, it works really? really, really well. I've totally overspecked all of the cladding. <laughs> like I went with like a 12 mil on the roof and a nine mil on the sides. Really? Yeah, we'll try and lift that onto a roof because we did. <laughs> and it's painful. But the one that I've really messed up on, which is quite uh, a classic, was uh. because I like to build fast. Father-in-law likes to build slow, mm, okay? Mm. I've got to say maybe I went a little bit too fast because uh -oh. I didn't really... Um, straighten out the base before I got the rest. I decided to do that later. Do we need on. to straighten out the base? Well, I didn't. I didn't flatten it off. I didn't. Um, oh. You know. So it was kind of just as it was, and away I went. And I knew I, it would be true by the fact that the main sheets yeah. um, give me the true edge. So I'll pull it and push it as required. Well, actually, because we, it was built of hardwood, and also I had very much over-engineered it. It turns out that I could have put a Sherman tank on top of it to try and move the darn thing. <sighs> So, trying to get the roof panels on took us a day to get four panels on. Really? Yeah. Because it's just so solid to try and get them to straighten up. We've done it, without a doubt, but it didn't half take some work. And the only way of straightening it, it up really was with the clamps, to literally clamp it and really? brace it, to twist it with that amount of force to get the thing straight. But we've managed it, okay, which was great. What are you using for so, fasteners then? Because that... that to me, that becomes a really important thing to make sure these I've, panels stay in place. Yeah, yeah. So countersunk, inch and a half. Oh, okay. I, I haven't messed about at all. Oh, okay. Um, and obviously, they need to be something that doesn't rust. So yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's that's what we're using. It's great. Bought by the kilo from the usual right, shop. Right, Actually, right. I bought another five. You, know, you, <laughs> never you should never have enough. Right? And I was just walking past, walking past <laughs> looking at tiles the day before yesterday. I'm like... You know what? I think I'm down to a couple of kilos here. I mean, down to a couple to be fair, of kilos. A couple, couple of kilos is probably about four or five sheds worth. But you know, you can never have enough. Yeah, so. you never know. So yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, you know, we might have a shutdown. In which case, I might want to do four or five sheds. You never, you know. never know. So you think yes. we're going to have a shutdown? I don't know. I hope not. No, me too. Numbers are going down. I know the numbers are going down, but I'm not sure it's a trend in terms of going down. Oh, okay. So we were at the 4,000 yeah. cases. We're now at the 3,000-ish case mark, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. Um, and the theory is that because all of the idiots from the UK, where I'm originally from, came over with COVID, that it's knocked all of our numbers out. But um, I don't know whether it is actually the case or not. I really hope so, because that will mean that we trend down back yeah, to the yeah. 1500 or where yeah, yeah. we were beforehand. And I really hope that is the case. But there's so much information that we don't get to hear about mm. that is... When you do hear about it afterwards, you're like, oh, you couldn't have handled that any better, dear Dubai Health Authority. You've done yeah, brilliant there. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm sure it's been it's been held and been done extremely well, 
but we just don't know yeah. about it. It's one of those, isn't it? So what do you got left to do on Back to the Shed? What's left in the shed land? Right, so we have got the first of the, um, the, first of the panels is now cut and uh, ready to go up. We're going to start on that tomorrow. It's going to go quickly because we've got basically okay. all the twist out of it now. Nice. So it should be all true, and then we should be able to go around. Sides will be easy. The ends are going to be a nightmare because mm. I've, uh, I've got this Dutch barn roof that we need to cut. And basically the sheet panels, it's two sheet panels for each end, okay. in effect, but they have cut in eight by four and they need to be cut right the way down in a really nasty shape so uh, that is going to take lots of fun and games and now that I know that the father-in-law has skills in that area if he wants a roof over his head he can get on with it <laughs> obviously I'm not going to quite put it that way bless him bless your was that oh there we go <laughs> so that is the shed and then once we finished it I'm literally in two minds because Natalie has been saying for ages Oh, it's too small. It's seven foot by eight foot. It's not a huge one, yeah. but it's quite. It's wider than the average, I'd have thought, but it's just not quite as as long. And looking at the area now, and now knowing how I would do it differently, I fancy selling it immediately and then just getting back on with another one. Now, is this going to be something you could just lift out? I mean, you're going to need a crane, but is it something that is? No, I'm going to take it apart. Take it apart. Yeah, yeah. But we can take it apart in sections, which would be quite cool. Um, so if we if we were to take the yeah, basically the roof structure should come apart separately. Yeah. Um, and then I think that'll need six guys to lift it. But I think we can do it without a crane. Then the bottom section, I don't know whether or not I can lift it in one for various reasons. No, it, it's, on a, it's on a concrete slab, isn't it, or no? Uh, no, it's not. No, okay. no, no. The, um, wood, oh, it's on a wood base. I it's on a wood base, okay. but a Maranti. I mean, it's a solid okay. Maranti double, double um, okay. level two. So it must be like a four by four um, square base on it with three stringers. So, it, I mean, it's solid as. Uh, oh, yeah, and it's a 25 mil birch ply <laughs> that I put it on because you can never of really course. have enough of that. Yeah, yeah, you know. sure. I, I'd be quite confident my car could go on it without it cracking. Uh, but you're thinking, really, finish it and sell it right away. Well, I'm, yeah, because I want to, I want, now I've learned so much from this one, I'm like, oh, I would like to do it. I know exactly what I'd do differently next time around, including the additional dimensions. But initially, I'm like, I've never built the shed before, so let's not mess about and let's just do what they say. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I can mess with everything here. So we can customize one for the size of the area okay. that we've got. And as long as the father-in-law sticks around, you've got someone to uh, work with you on that. Well, basically, I'm praying for lockdown for another month <laughs> in the UK. Because if that's the case, and also there's no direct flights to the UK right now. So he got his so flight. How do, how do people get to the UK from here then? You have to do it going via somewhere else in Europe. Okay. So, so like fly to France or Yeah, yeah. I think Belgium. the standard one is Schiphol and KLM and then now. Okay. But I mean, it's just insane because you're coming from Dubai anyway. So, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. But... It is, uh, that's how things are right now. So I, I think you've probably got it for another month or so. And um, and great, you know, genuinely, it's fun having him around. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what you did, what, there was something else I, I slips my mind that you wanted to fire in there before oh. we got to our list. Was oh, there no, else? there was something, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I can't remember what it was either. <laughs> I should have written it down. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I do have one other thing that I want to fire in before we get to talking about ceilings and falsehoods. Ah, yes, okay. And that is just a, you know, we, we have not, We've talked about the shed, mm. but we haven't talked about this general DIY moving in. Where are you at finally? Is everything done that you'd wanted? And the caveat I wanted to throw in there is now that you've gone through this whole process, you moved in, you, you know, tile work, kitchen work, backyard work, garage work, etc. Anything you would do differently? 
Um, okay, so part one of that is, and no, we're nowhere near finished. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Actually, we, I finally got agreement on what we're going to do uh, in the dining area. All oh, the, the oh. tiles that are blown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was just ridiculous because I um, uh, there was only one way of fixing it. Basically, we've lifted like twenty tiles have come up in this area where our dining yeah. table is underneath the dining table. Natalie's idea was to patch that twenty tile area, and everything will be fine. Yeah. Well, I'm really sorry, but it's quite clear that they've left all sorts of air pockets here. So for the next four years, I'm going to be battling this if um, if yeah. we do it that way. And you can't get the matching tiles anyway, so it'll look terrible doing it your way. So plan B for her was, right, well, in which case, um, what we'll do is we will just put a floating uh, laminate floor down over the top of it. Okay. And when it goes wrong, you can take it all up and um, fix that bit, put it back down again. Sounds like a barge job, but okay. Well, it I is. Mean, it it's can, a, it's can, a barge job. Secondly, I'll be doing that every four months. <laughs> so therefore, the connection on laminate floors fails after you've done more than a couple of connections. Yeah, on it. Yeah. So that's not going to work. But, well, I want you to do it. I don't really <laughs> mind in this situation. I don't bodge anything. I'm not about to start now. So, just a second. In, in, the, in, in the vision in my mind, now, you know, having never met Natalie, but right. only, only heard, and, and, yes. and I just have a picture of her with a Negan leather jacket and Lucille over her shoulder. Right. And, and you might not know who Lucille is. No. Ask Natalie about Lucille and Negan and just say, I just picture her standing there with Lucille and, and Lucille is basically a baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped around it. Oh, that sounds like Natalie. And, and she, you know, and he would be standing there and I, 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 I think there was a, just to give you a, uh, there was a, a little trailer, I think, on Instagram from it because it's starting again this month. And right. he's sitting there and he's kind of banging the bat on the ground, just hitting it. And he's going, "Little pigs, little pigs, let me in!" And oh, lovely! <laughs> and, he's, and he's got this leather jacket, and he kind of swaggers when he walks, and. You know, he's, uh, it was almost identical <laughs> to that, actually. Um, the truth of the matter was, because when you've got your father-in-law around, you don't really want to have a heated argument no. in front of your father-in-law. Yeah, yeah. You know? So we waited, because every morning now when I'm not at work, we walk the dog, uh, a, a long walk, you know, it's an 8,000 step walk. So oh, nice. I need, I need that yes. just to get me get me going in the right direction. And um, and that is a really good time for an argument, okay? Because basically you call at each other with social distancing. You call each other every name under the sun and nobody can hear you, okay? So I did that yesterday, but I knew, that, you know, you make a decision, don't you, in a marriage, which is which ones am I actually going to go to war on and which ones will I just let ride over? Okay, well, I'm going to war on this. Now, the wow. thing was, Natalie didn't think I was going to war on that one uh -huh. until she cottoned on halfway through the walk that I was not letting go of this whatsoever. I am not bodging something. She should know that by now. I won't yeah. bodge anything. Yeah. It's just yeah. not my way of doing things yeah. whatsoever. Come on, you, you walk around you know, at home or at work wearing the uniform, essential exactly. maintenance. We will fix it. It's like, you know, on the back, we don't bodge. We don't bodge. That's, you know, you got it tattooed across your, your shoulder blades. And yet she still thought it was a feasible conversation. <laughs> work that out. So, Three quarters of the way round, finally she's huffed and she's puffed. Anyway, and um, and finally she understands I am not letting go of this. So then she changes the tack immediately, like as if nothing's just happened, and goes right, okay. Then, well, in which case we'll have to go and get some tiles to do the whole area. <laughs> I was like, how did you transition to that from what I've just had for the last half an hour? I was absolutely gobsmacked. 
So at that point, she seemed happy as Larry. So off I trotted yesterday back to Dragomot, found some wonderful tiles and yeah, like yeah. some uh, wood effect. But you okay, know the problem nice. with the wood effect is they always look too shiny and yeah, not genuine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I found some that are really Ooh. matte and they're not even expensive. It's like nice. 40, 45 a square, uh, a square meter. Uh, decent length strip, so yeah. that'll be that'll work as well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we're literally going to go in tomorrow, I think, to actually pick them up and um, uh, get the payments done or whatever. And then a week on Sunday, in they come, and three days. So it's going to be a horrible three days of lots of noise yeah. um, just to lift it. But I'm going to try and get as much labour in day one to try and break the back of it quickly. And I'm no, are, you, are you bringing in labourers? You, uh, yeah, yeah no, it's guys we've always used. It's the same okay. guys who've done all the rest of the work who okay. we've worked with for a decade. And so, so once you're done... I need all those contact details. Because I'll give them to you. Not many people get these. Okay. But um, I, will, I will give you exactly the guy that you need. Okay. Um, Perfect. So it's, uh, it, it, and it's, it's going to be great. Once, nice. once it's done, that's that area, which is great. I've got another like five or six just loose tiles around the rest of the property that just need redoing. And yeah. um, five or six I can kind of handle because you can't rip up. Right. You know, an entire five bed villa that you're yeah. renting is yeah. just insane. But you've got to pick and choose your, your your battles. And this area is a no brainer. It had to be done this way, no matter what she said. So we finally got there. Nice. Yeah, so that's that. Um what else have I got? whole bunch of ceilings to be done um so so uh, we're talking ceilings painting redoing the false ceilings yeah, redoing false ceilings are um, you going to put some cornices around because we were going to get to that absolutely in show. <laughs> oh, come on James. look we, we've talked about all these great hotels that we we go to and we're not talking paying by the hour hotels we're talking we go for the weekends yes. with families yes and you you know you go into the Waldorf in Rack and they've got nice cornice around the top. It's beautiful. You go. I agree. To I agree because they're looking for a, a, a classical <laughs> traditional style, aren't they? Yeah. They're not looking for a modernist um, kind of minimalist <laughs> approach, which is where we tend to go. In that that almost um, the kind of aesthetic from. Um, Scandinavia. We, we kind of mm, very much like the Scandinavian. Yeah. They're trying to kind of move away from the IKEA uh, type scenario yeah. and um, instead um, go for something a little bit more okay. high line than that. Yeah. On, on a very um, beer, yeah. you know, champagne look for, for beer money is kind of where we, we tend to go. Uh -huh. um, and it's, um, it's coming together really well. But, uh, you know, the only thing, there's two things that are kind of still in, in fashion at the moment. And it, it, again, because we tend to be like repair fashion. guys rather yeah. than fit out guys, we don't do much of it. But the things that we're seeing at the moment is the uh, the rail kind of halfway up the wall of separation, yeah, point, yeah, which is, yeah. is pretty hot at the moment or okay. has been in recent years. And the one that I'm surprised by is the wooden panelling. Lots yeah, of people yeah. are going in for the wooden panelling a lot of the time in kind of a white or a, a, a light grey, <laughs> um, which looks great when you first put it up. Yeah. Six months later, <laughs> with the way it's done here, you've got all sorts of cracks in it and, yeah. um, it and it looks a bit of a mess. And then, you know, from that perspective, we can um, we can do more to um, uh, to solve that. Your phone's blowing up. You need to get on that. Uh, and, and it's not a number I recognise. What's that? 20 phone calls. So it's, it's yeah. just a standard Dubai. <laughs> just to let you know... <laughs> What? 20 phone calls in 20 minutes. And that was just to let me know. This should be your whole family's in trouble come now. So on that basis, we'll, we'll get back to it. When we're thinking about the paneling that you're talking about. It's 21 times. It's reminded me of the like the 70s when, you know, back home in, in, in Canada, you'd have your... your uh, 
you know, your 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 basement. You'd fi- finish out your basement. And you'd put up the wood paneling, so it, it would be that very much a a cedar esque kind of look, dark wood paneling with some grooves. That now you know in. 2021 people are taking they haven't done those basements they're still there they pulled out the shag carpets and they've now painted it white and you know in the uk that was something from like 1780 seriously canada's a little bit behind you guys yeah my school had had that wooden paneling (laughs) really in in our dining area where we used to have from 1780 wow unbelievable and it's still there it's still there all these hundreds of years yeah. later, but yeah, so hence I wouldn't say it's it's absolutely up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's 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 one of those where if you're going to put it up, a you've got to go with a whole theme of it and yeah. be very confident. In five years, it's easy to take down. It's mm-hmm. one of those, isn't mm-hmm. it? So I'm not a big fan, to say the least, of um, these kind of molding styles. Even though some of them I found just extremely entertaining. So to I, say I pulled the least. up the uh, Bob Vila sort of link and there was you know and you, you've got the nice running board things you've got your wonderful over the ceiling stuff and you know the cornice as we would call yeah, it yeah and, yeah and there's you know it's some night it's they're accents they're they're add-ons they're I, i'm thinking that these things they're false they're, yeah they're false they're, it's, it, and and you know the thing is as i was looking at this and i was going this is something that's really easy to do in Dubai because they're really good with plaster moldings. Yes, you can get them, but you can only get them in Dragon Mart on the whole. <laughs> now, this is a bit of a sign, James, to be really honest. The other the, bit the, of a the sign, Dragon Mart thing? The or? fact it's Dragon Mart. Right. The other thing that's a bit of a sign is some of these names, okay? <laughs> we have a style here, and this style was in, in the UK. We used to take the, um, the Michael out of a builder, which was called Barrett's. Yeah, and Barrett's basically used to build the same house fifty million times, right. and then plonk it on any green bit of land they could get. Okay, so and they used egg and darts for years, which is quite possibly the most abominable style I've ever oh, seen in yes, my life. That yeah, one's yeah. a bad one, isn't it? So that has got nineteen eighties written all over it. Now this kind of baton style, see this one, James, which is called officially called the baton, uh-huh. which sits. That's the separation yeah, yeah, between the yeah. wood paneling and a wall. Yeah, I can handle that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but look at the windows. <laughs> the window design is Victorian, <laughs> yes. James. Do you see yeah, where the problem yeah, therefore yeah, yes. might be? So you need to, if you're going to do it, you're going all the way. So rip out your windows, people, because yeah. at the end of the day, you wanted coving. Yeah. And that is where I sit on coving. <laughs> it's not happening. Is that it's not happening. Not no. happening. It's a definite no. If I was going back to the UK, and at one point I lived in this wonderful place called Cheltenham, Cheltenham. which is, oh, Cheltenham is stunning. It's in the Cotswolds. Okay. And uh, actually it was where the head office, oddly enough, this little picturesque town is yeah. utterly beautiful. And they have craft foods there, which was really? at the time, it was the head office in the UK for craft foods. It's in this little town. In this tiny little town, <laughs> which was the reason why I was there. I was yeah, working yeah, at craft yeah. foods at the time. Okay. And um, and they all had this beautiful Regency architecture, you know, three uh, floor yeah, stunning yeah. sandstone buildings. Uh, I lived in one, you know, for peanuts. It was just incredible. With yeah. the, it, was, it was like 15 feet high ceilings oh, with all these stunning man. cornices and centerpieces. Yeah. It was just beautiful. Well, if I was living in a place like that, then of course I'd be into all this if I was renovating. Yeah. Um, but you try and keep there. They have all of the antique shops as well, so you can buy all the original right. bits. And if you're going to do that, you do repairs. So you basically get somebody oh, yeah. who can physically mould off what's yeah. already there and build right. you new ones. So, yeah. 
I prefer that. And you know that these, all of these type of re- reproduction mouldings, yeah. you're doing pretty well if you're getting the plaster versions because they mm. do come in polystyrene as well. Right, of course. And that's where we have a bit of a problem. <laughs> Anything that comes in polystyrene <laughs> is just not right, James. <laughs> and, there's the, and then there's the, the, the reclaimed plastic ones now too. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Please, Lord, what Which, have I done wrong in life to be, have to be listening to this? I did see one of those reclaimed plastic, and uh, there was a little bit of uh, caulking on the corner, oh, and lovely. it was not done well. Oh, <laughs> my word. <laughs> I kind of looked at it and went, yeah. Now, talking of slightly dodgy, <laughs> slightly, the, slightly. <laughs> the other subject matter that you decided to put in front of me today was yeah. how to remove popcorn ceilings so isn't that the 70s again well does anyone have popcorn ceilings here because this is the 80s i think (laughs) the 80s and that same barrett's house (laughs) which had the coping i'm sure would have had a popcorn popcorn ceiling ceiling. now this is massive though because i can remember staying in like a a really posh i think it's a Wyndham (laughs) in beverly hills no less oh yeah i would have popcorn yeah it did yeah it was very popular in, in north america Popular in the Even UK. the Sunset Marquee, I stayed in that one, which is the number one <laughs> hotel in, in Hollywood in that area. Yeah. Stunning little place. Loved it. And yeah, that had, had popcorn ceilings too. Yeah. So basically, the scenario with the popcorn ceiling is it, it is there to basically cover a myriad of issues. Right. So first of all, from a sound... And a popcorn ceiling is basically that textured ceiling that people yeah. used to get applied in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Okay. Now, as it turns out, whether or not it's the 1970s or 1980s, is quite important because in the 70s they thought asbestos was great mm, yeah in the early mm. 80s they realized it wasn't so great and people were dying yeah. so you need to be very clear if you have a popcorn ceiling what you've got yeah. so before, especially before you try to think of removing it exactly because yes. asbestos as long as you don't touch it and expose it and yes. get it airborne you're okay yeah so basically that what they're saying is and especially if you think that you have uh, something which is before realistically in the mid 80s just to be on the safe mm-hmm. side um then at that point you need to get it tested first um before you start scraping anything without a doubt yeah. now interestingly enough with popcorn scenes i was not aware of how simple officially they I are know. to remove i thought the same thing as i was reading and then i just thought as i was reading about this well to go through in a second yeah. the mess that that is gonna make unimaginable <laughs> isn't it just how bad this could be <laughs> i'm just thinking oh but then we had a dubai equivalent actually oh oh, oh. which was in the greens we were asked uh-huh. to um a couple had just bought this flat that a, a group of i think it must have been 10 had lived in like a two-bed oh, no. flat oh, no. and they've been cooking with ghee oh no and it had gone everywhere all through the ducts all on the walls but it had obviously been painted every oh. four months or something since oh, it was no. new. And we had this horrific texture as a result, <laughs> just paint over paint over paint. So ghee is basically, you know, like Crisco, it's, it's like a solid Cooking oil. Yeah. solid oil, yeah. So basically we had, first of all, we degreased the whole place, including the floors and the walls. Oh, all of the it? ducts had to be degreased. It was just everywhere. Was, oh. But they got a really good price on it, to be fair. <laughs> So um, once that was all degreased and we, we came to actually renovating the walls, we tried, like, can we scrape this? Can we get it off yeah. somewhere or other? No, was the answer. Okay. So what we had to do was fill every single <gasps> wall. We filled the whole apartment walls and it worked beautifully. So you just re- kind of recovered them? We literally just, uh, with a, um, you know, a, a standard filler, yeah. we literally filled every single wall, scraped it so that we had the absolute minimum there and sanded every wall. Wow. It was the only way to do it. Wow. And it, it ended ended up beautiful we actually aced it but um the uh, the main <laughs> the main scenario that we learned from that was 
you could not believe how much dust you could create from that. Now, doing this with a popcorn <laughs> soon must do more than that. Well, you but you wet it down, right? And that's the way you get it off. You got to soak it, and then you kind of scrape it. So I was thinking, maybe it's not so dusty. It's just wet and falling and everywhere. But what I don't understand, therefore, is if the, the recommended technique is just to wet it, why wouldn't you steam it? Yeah, well, that, well that's a good idea. that should work better. You would think. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would definitely try steaming it because I yeah. want speed in terms of being able yeah, to get yeah. this off. Um, but yeah. And you need it really wet. So yeah. on that basis, I would steam personally. Can you just see someone getting their garden hose, bringing it in? and Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know they're doing it. Oh. So I got this one sorted. <laughs> you guys go out to the flea market. With a karcher, wouldn't it? Yeah, with a karcher. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Only word. later to realize, oh, the hardwood floors. Yes. Oh, the sofa. There was a little hole in that plastic. Oh. I would triple that. Yeah, you'd have, it's the only you'd, way. You'd want to remove everything. Oh, God, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking the mess. I know. It's absolutely insane. And then, and then once you get it all off, then you've got this exposed ceiling that you got to do something with. And it's going to be a mess because you got to let it dry. Yeah. You've got to dry it. You've got to fill it. The filler's got to dry. You've got to sand it. Once you sand it, you've got to prime it. it. <laughs> 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 Genius hence, idea, that hence one. why people leave the popcorn ceilings where they are and just paint over them. Yeah, I know, but they're awful. <laughs> you probably could fill it direct, I would have thought. You think? I don't know. Well, then the problem would be because you've got water <laughs> oh, yeah. in the filler. So on that basis, oh. it would probably cause oh, it to delaminate. <laughs> oh, there's a moment. And there's a contract that that has happened. I mean, oh, no. we've had all sorts. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, if some jobs we don't do anymore. Like the, the Sahil properties, the ones that I live in now, yeah. they were um, basically preformed concrete. The joints, yeah. the joints in between will never be static, ever. Mm. So on that so basis... What, what do you do in that situation? Because I see a whole bunch of these going up, like around, yeah. uh, what's it called, just on the other side of Emirates Road now? The Town Square. Town Square, yeah. And I'm, I'm watching them put up these things, and I just see it's, you know, they, they seem to have gotten it under control with the panels. And Some are better than others, that's true. Um, in all honesty, how we deal with it is we tell the customer beforehand. Okay. That's the only way to say, look, we have tried everything with these. I've even used Bondo. We tried really? that. Yeah. No, so we no had God. a joint that just, if the house was moving like you wouldn't really? believe, to such a degree that when, when anything dried, we had an hour before it cracked. Huh. And literally I went through everything. We then realized that the only possible, if you wanted to do it, would be to sheathe all of the walls with um, gyp, gyp rock yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and then use that instead with a cover panel so it was able to move top and bottom. Right. Uh, and hope that you get static out of the mid joint, which we were kind of confident we could, uh, but it was just going to be a crazy, crazy job. Mm. You've just got to accept in a Sahil property, you are going to get those cracks. And we have in our place. Huh. So um, it's just one of those things. Yeah. So that's why We've you got go, good ones. That's why you go back to the molding. Oh, James. you see, you see, oh, suddenly you there's, a, me there. there's a reason for the molding. Ah, I'll give you that one, James. I will give you that one. We will need to convert our house into something from the 1980s. That's what we need. That could to be do. fun. That could be fun. My word, I'm not so sure about that. Can you that. imagine? Oh man. You know. So uh, yes, it is one of those whereby yeah, horrible job. You'd have a huge amount of work to do. But if it was me and I had a popcorn ceiling, I would do it. Because a popcorn ceiling, just being able to look at that, is just horrific. Popcorn ceiling with a shag rug. You oh, know what? Man. That's when you talk about, you've made it. You've made it. And if you have a shag rug rake, you've made it. You know they come with rakes. The big shag I rug. I didn't know that, but oh, yeah. it makes total sense. <laughs> I'm very scared by I, that. I remember my down. neighbor, Mrs. Yetman, had this at least a three-inch shag carpet yeah. with a rake. 
My word. <laughs> and on that note, on that note. bombshell. <laughs> It's time to say goodbye. Potaholics and the We Will Fix It show with Colin Thomas will be back. We're coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai in their podcast studio. You want to get in touch with us? Potaholics with a K at gmail.com. Follow us on the socials. As always, it's been a lot of fun. Share the link. So long for now.